Wednesday, many indigenous Americans were mourning the loss of their culture and the environment in which their ancestors once thrived. For indigenous communities, the grass under our feet, the trees, the air, the stones, the water, they are our relatives. And to see so much happening to them, that is not good. It hurts. Courtney Street of the Native Roots Farm Foundation in New York. This year is shaping up to be one of the most active and expensive when it comes to extreme weather events, as CBS's Linda Kenyon tells us. In the first nine months of this year, there have been 18 separate disasters. Federal officials say that puts 2021 in second place for the most billion-dollar disaster behind 2020 when there were 22. The disasters include ongoing drought and wildfires across the West and four landfalling tropical storms and hurricanes. And a French study of more than 22 million people over 50 has found vaccination reduces the risk of dying or being hospitalized with COVID. This is CBS News. The leading sign of COVID is a fever, so everyone needs an accurate thermometer. Try the Exergen Temporal Scanner and learn more at exergen.com. That's exergen.com. Maureen saved big shopping epic daily deals at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. And with her brand new tableware, everyone's welcome at Maureen's table. All of her family, friends, even her neighbor with the pet. Hey, has anyone seen a ferret around here? Found it. Dig into Amazon's epic daily deals. Spend less, smile more. With just one spray of Microband 24, your hard surfaces are sanitized for up to 24 hours. Touch after touch after touch. So six hours from now? Still sanitized. 12 hours? Yep. 18 hours. We're really doing this. 24 hours. When used as directed, one spray of Microband keeps killing 99.9% .9 of bacteria touch after touch for, yeah, up to 24 hours. Wow. Microband 24, the sanitizer four out of five doctors would use in their own homes. So why aren't you? Our comic book heroes are catching up with the society around them. DC Comics says the new Superman will come out as bisexual. John Kent, son of Clark Kent, will begin a relationship with reporter Jay Nakamura. Writer Tom Taylor says, I've always said everyone needs heroes, and everyone deserves to see themselves in their heroes, and I'm very grateful DC and Warner Brothers share this idea. In a release for Superman, son of Cal-El number five, the comic shows the two men kissing. Matt Piper, CBS News. And finally, a British man has set a new world record for visiting bars. Matt Ellis visited 51 pubs in 24 hours, beginning Sunday at the Regal Pub in Cambridge, ending up at the Weeping Ash in nearby St. Neots. Yesterday, Ellis says he wanted to raise awareness of how pubs have suffered during the pandemic, and P.S. He pretty much limited himself to orange juice and diet sodas on all 51 of those pub stops. I'm Vicki Barker, CBS News. For eligible individuals 18 or older only, not available in Oregon or West Virginia, results vary. See website for details and important safety information. How are your hearing aids sounding now? A little tinny. Okay, two seconds. With hearing aids from Lively, everything is done remotely in the comfort of your home, from initial testing to adjustments. How are they sounding now? Fantastic. So much better. With Lively, you get premium Bluetooth-enabled hearing aids at thousands less than you might expect. The best hearing aid technology is now affordable and convenient. Your hearing aids are sent right to your door. And if you have any issues, we'll make adjustments seven days a week. No charge. Ah, you people at Lively are wonderful. With Lively hearing aids, you get free shipping, three years of follow-up care included free, plus a three-year warranty with loss and damage coverage. You can't lose. I hear better than I ever thought possible. Now get $100 off your hearing aids when you go to listenlively.com slash radio. That's listenlively.com slash radio. L-I-S-T-E-N-L-I-V-E-L-Y dot com slash R-A-D-I-O. Come one, come all to the 171st Fairfield County Fair. Today is Royal Urban Day, refreshing 90.9 .9 Day, Buckeye Honda Day, and the Juliet Neville Concert at the Grandstand at 7.30 with free admission. Tomorrow is Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care Day, Ever Jones Investments Day, WLOH Day, and the Hugh White Truck and Tractor Pull at the Grandstand starting at 7. Admission to the fair is free for anyone 9 years or under, 10 and up for $7. It's the Fairfield County Fair, October 10th through the 16th at 157 East Fair Ave in Lancaster, Ohio. 
Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Hi, folks. Bruce right now with Right Now Auto Group. Are you looking for a new car? You don't have to play it by ear. The best place to buy your next car is right around the corner. Just pop on into Right Now Auto Group in New Lexington and check out our stock of vehicles. At Right Now Auto Group, you'll find vehicles from Chrysler, Ford, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Experience a hassle-free environment while working with our friendly staff. Our sales team will work to find you the vehicle you want, and our finance department will work to get you a great deal. Have a car you want to sell? Shucks, that's okay. We want to buy your car too. Call 740-342-5146 for your VIP appointment today. Visit us this weekend in New Lex or see all the cars at RideNowerAuto.com. This is Bruce Ridenauer with Ridenauer Auto Group. We want you to ride in our cars. You are invited to attend the 46th Annual Athens Invitational Marching Festival on Saturday, October 16th at 10 a.m. at Athens High School's Joe Burrow Stadium. The festival is sponsored by the Athens Band Boosters, Kiwanis Club of Downtown Athens, and Chauncey Dover Lions. Admission is $5 and proceeds go to benefit these community organizations. They look forward to seeing you at this exciting musical event. Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies stock market report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. It's when we dig deep. Moves it to Bjorkstrand, leaves it now for Texier, steps around his man, left wing circle. To do the right thing at the right moment. All the way around behind the net, wrap around and score! Nice shoot, Tex! It's our blue, and out of our blue, we rise. Choose the games you want and flexible payment options with the Blue Jackets ticket plan for the 2021-2022 season. Text TICKET to 26791 for more information. Join Kevin Dunnigan and Troy Bowen all season long for the Hugh White Honda Football Friday Night Post Game Show. Immediately after the Athens County Game of the Week, join the guys for analysis, information, entertainment, and giveaways throughout the show. Have a question about a game in the area? Driving back from a football game. Call in at 740-592-1055 or toll free at one 592 105.5. It's the Hugh White Honda Football Friday Night Post Game Show. Friday nights on 105.5 FM, Power 105. Well, Coach Turf, I guess offensively you were pretty well satisfied with the outcome Saturday night, but... Uh, well, no, uh, you know, offensively we didn't score no points. It was our defense what scored all of our points. I'm real disappointed in our offense. And you gave up 39 points to the opposition. Well, so, that's right. You know, that was a little bit of my fault. You know, we'd gone into the ball game uh, thinking that they was going to run their web offense the whole time. Uh, you know, that's where they send all them wide receivers out, and, and the quarterback, Spider Stevens, spots whichever one's in the open, and we neglected to, to double cover his favorite wide receiver, a fellow named of, uh, Freeman, Fly Freeman. You know, uh, he, he ran this famous fly pattern of his i don't know how many times in that ball game they completed it several times for touchdowns and and that's how they ran their spider and the fly offense and got all them touchdowns so you weren't really prepared for that part of their offensive attack well i wouldn't say that they just uh, caught us napping well coach how did you come out of the ball game in the injury department well the boys come out of it fine they didn't uh, have no injuries at all uh, the only one that got injured in the ball game was me. You know, after after uh, they completed that first fly pattern, I went over and kicked the equipment bag, and I didn't know they were shoulder pads in there, and now I got a broke ankle. <laughs> oh, boy. It is a great morning, isn't it? And from the category of Art Turf Sponsors, sounds like Jeopardy, doesn't it? 
This item will reduce inflammation, aid digestion, help you lose weight, cleanse your system, keep you skin blemish-free, gives your immune system a boost, excellent source of potassium, and also freshens your breath. What is it? Lemon water. Well, Coach Turf, I guess offensively you were pretty well satisfied with the outcome Saturday night, but... Uh... Well, no, uh, you know, offensively we didn't score no points. It was our defense what scored all of our points. I'm real disappointed in our offense. And you gave up 39 points to the opposition. Well, so... that's right, you know, that was a little bit of my fault. You know, we going into the ball game uh, thinking that they was going to run their web offense the whole time. Uh, you know, that's where they send all them wide receivers out and, and the quarterback, Spider Stevens, spots whichever one's in the open. And we neglected to, to double cover his favorite wide receiver, a fellow named of, uh, Freeman, Fly Freeman. You know, uh, he, he ran this famous fly pattern of his I don't know how many times in that ball game they completed it several times for touchdowns and and that's how they ran their spider and the fly offense and got all them touchdowns so you weren't really prepared for that part of their offensive attack well I wouldn't say that they just uh, caught us napping well coach how did you come out of the ball game in the injury department well the boys come out of it fine they didn't uh, have no injuries at all uh, the only one that got injured in the ball game was me. You know, after after uh, they completed that first fly pattern, I went over and kicked the equipment bag, and I didn't know they were shoulder pads in there, and now I got a broke ankle. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. It's a Tuesday, folks. 65 degrees right now outside, headed up to 80. Same thing's going to happen tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Starting to see a little bit of sunshine in the distance. We got a free for all today. Scott, I had a weird thing happen last night. Um, you with me there? Hello. Hello. I was talking to you. Yeah, I heard you. Oh, did you? you okay. Yeah, you said you were weird last night. No, I said I had a weird thing happen to me last night. <laughs> I know what you said. I'm just... Uh, you're messing with me. I'm horsing with you. And Ever I, heard that term? I'm annoyed at my printing machines, so yeah, I, know. I was in no mood for horsing around. But anyway, I'll get over it. Um, <laughs> let's see here. I looked at my phone... And a name popped up. And it's not a name that... It's not one of my contacts. It's a name I haven't heard of for probably 25 years. But it was one of my dad's better friends. And the name is Lloyd Snodgrass. Now, folks, you, you didn't know him. You, you knew him as the radio station, like me. You knew him from that. But my dad was at one point among the top three or four people in the nation to speak at conventions particularly about sales and marketing. And he traveled all over the U.S. He did lots of traveling. 
and one of the people along the way who met him and became one of his, let's see here, um, mentors? No, mentor is the, the guy in charge. Uh, one of his principal students, we'll put it like that, was a fellow by the name of Lloyd Snodgrass. And they became very close over the years. And Lloyd was extremely successful. And um, he lived in Bowling Green, Kentucky. But he held corporate roles at the highest level. So this name, out of the blue, appears on my phone last night. And it was odd, because it said Snodgrass Lloyd. It had reversed the, the order of the name. So I dig, dug into my phone, and sure enough, even a phone number showed up. So at 7 o'clock, 7.30 or thereabouts, uh, my wife was at a meeting. Uh, I called this number. And indeed, Lloyd Snodgrass answered. And we had a 31-minute um, telephone call. It was so cool to re-engage with someone you had known. I knew him last when I was a child. I mean, probably uh, maybe my early teens, okay? But I've heard about him all my life. And, of course, my dad passed some years ago. And my, my mother as well. And uh, Lloyd um, was is 93, he said. He lives in Florida. I looked up his address, and it's right on the ocean. Um, his wife died a couple years ago. Um, his health is such that he has a caretaker that helps him at his home. Um, but I learned about his sons, and in fact, we, we may have one of them as a guest on our show down the road. This One of them is a surgeon. And he and a group of other docs, well, okay, you've all heard of... Um, Chemotherapy, there we go, chemotherapy, which is essentially where you have an injection, um, sometimes it's, every patient can be different, sometimes it's every three weeks, sometimes two, sometimes even one week from apart, these injections. And the people receiving them often don't feel very good, particularly their their stomach. Uh, it, it disagrees with their eating habits and things like that. Well, um, this Steve Snodgrass, one of his sons, and a couple of other surgeons have developed a food type that does not um, that works in conjunction in conjunction with, if you will, with the chemotherapy, but doesn't give you the uh, sick stomach, right? Okay. The, the, the chemotherapy is the same, but when you eat this, it agrees more with you. Okay. And I don't know a thing about it other than it's. 
gluten-free and all that sort of thing. But um, first of all, he's a well-known surgeon, and second, this interesting food concept during chemotherapy treatments. So I said, well, Lloyd, I think that'd be an interesting thing to have on the air. And he said, well, we'll see if we can't work that out. So that's in the works. But to hear from one of your dad's closest friends, after 25 years or so, it's probably been longer than that. I remember going to his home in uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky. And um, when he lived there. And some of his sons still do. Um, but we, w- we went on the river. And I, I, it was just a wonderful time with them. So you can imagine how cool it is to receive a phone call out of the blue. Now it turns out that one of his sons had researched me on the internet and found a phone number for me, and it turned out to be our UMA phones here at the station. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I still don't know how those work. I really don't. <laughs> um, but that's how it came in. So he had called me sometime <clears throat> like midday yesterday. And then the, I finally discovered this UMA message, which is not a recording. It's just, oh, it's so complicated. I've given up on the phone system. Anyway, <clears throat> good morning. Well, just that—that that was a pleasant thing. I just had to share it with somebody, so it's you. Cool. That's uh, yeah, interesting when you things like that. Oh yeah, just out of the blue after. You know, I said maybe twenty-five years. I'll bet it's been more like forty years. Hmm. Something unexpected, good, hmm. like that. You know, we all have things that happen unexpectedly. Of course. I mean, that's just life. But when it's a, a good unexpected, you know, that's pretty cool when those happen versus the alternative. Well, it was it was great. Anyway, good, good morning, good. folks. Uh, it's uh, October 12th today and, of course, the year 2021. Today is National Farmers Day, National Savings Day, National Free Thought Day, National Gumbo Day, and lastly, National Vermont Day. Uh, Most of you know I, I have a special relationship with Vermont. I love it. Um, and actually, when you look back in, um, well, I'm adopted, but if you look back in my adopted families, um, let's see, the family I was adopted into, their roots are, go deep into Vermont. So, um, anyway, so let's go back to a couple of these. National Savings Day. What do you think that means? I mean, I can guess, but I want to know if there's something special to it. Yeah, I could probably guess too, but uh, we'll see what we can dig up here. National Savings Day, to me, without looking, I'm going to say it has something to do with, uh, obviously, financial items, banking, credit union, Mm -hmm. something like that. So... Now I can take a peek. Uh, This day is set aside to recognize those who value the act of saving and to provide simple steps to show getting started is not as difficult as it may seem. Many of us save every day. Um, I don't know if I would go many. 
I saw a statistic not too long ago where right around 50% of adults that are 50 and over mm-hmm. have no savings plans. 50 and over and they have nothing? Zero. Well, this can you know, include... I, I, I've often thought that it's <clears throat> a little more the other way around, I would have guessed. Yeah, the, I you know, thought the, so too. But um, Mercy COVID has been... Well, we'll stay out of that. I was going to say COVID has messed everything up. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's practices that we did regularly have had to change. Um. Well, anyway, now let's well, ask about this. Well, hang on. This goes on to say something else about okay. savings. But um, uh, it says we've been doing it for a long time. So this has nothing to do with financial savings. It goes on to say, we collect sentimental items because they mean something to us and evoke emotion. These objects can come in all forms. For some, it might be a baseball glove. I still have mine. That That reminds you of playing catch with your dad. I have dads, too. We have dads. Uh, Another person may save an engagement ring passed down through generations. Others save boxes full of T-shirts representing years of concerts. And I have a collection of those, too. You know, kids are wearing those now from groups that played, like, in the 60s and 70s. That's like one of the uh, trendy-type things now. (laughs) The kids are wearing, you know, T-shirts from, like, uh, groups like Kiss or Styx or ACDC or... uh, you know the monkeys, the Beatles, on and on. They they look at it at it as uh, trendy. Now, no, I've I've seen a few of them around the OU campus as well. So well, uh, anyway, it goes on to say savings can be in that form. I would not have thought of that. Yeah, me either. Until I was told uh, the other day by uh, some folks that have kids that are you know in their twenties even their college age. So their kids are wearing their old T-shirts from what they, when they got at uh, concerts from the 70s. I was mowing the yard last night. I just took out my pocket knife um, to do something here and realized that it's the blade is sticky. Well, last night I was mowing the yard with my neighbor Grace and uh, well mostly I was collecting leaves I had that one of those sweepers on the back of my tractor mm-hmm. and uh, she had mowed and I was getting the leaves but she picked up this fruit and so I stopped and got my knife out and and cut off a sliver and plopped it in my mouth, right? Man, it was sour. <laughs> you know, this is one of those things. It was so hard that it, it needed to ripen. And I truly don't know what it was, whether it was a, a pear or an apple. But it was round and pale green. But it, uh, I rapidly spat it out <laughs> because it was okay. so sour. But um, sounds like it might have been a crab apple. Maybe it was. I didn't. I, I don't know all those. Maybe a pawpaw. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I said, let's set it on the counter and see if in a few days it isn't. You know, it is ripened. Were there more of them laying around? Um, Actually, no. That was the only one? That was the one she found, and anyway. Maybe somebody tossed it out the window on the way. Could have been one of the neighbor kids or something. They took a bite of it and said, ew, threw it over in your yard. It it was unused, but it was (laughs) so, you could tell just 
you know, how you can squeeze it a little bit. But this was hard as could be. Hmm. So it was wow. definitely not right. Yeah, that sure sounds like a crab apple to me, but maybe not. And maybe I shouldn't have taken a bite of it, you know. He's, Ooh. He, you know, maybe the, it was something bad. The forbidden fruit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's see here. We were on... Um, savings Day. National Savings Day. Yeah. Okay, now. Um, National Free Thought Day. National Free Thought Day is observed on this day, October 12th. It encourages people to be free thinkers based on their opinions on facts, science, logic, and reason. Well. Doesn't that happen every day? Well, I tell you what. I'll bet at the time that someone thought to make it such a day, it was a bigger issue than it is today. Well, here you go on that. Several groups since at least 1997 have promoted Free Thought Day. Organizations such as the Free Thought Society, American Humanist Association, and Secular Coalition for America, or just a few, are just a few. So in the past 25 years since this all came about, yeah, there has been... I would say a real advancement in free thought. Oh, get this. The organizers of this date selected October 12th due to a series of events dating back to the Salem witch trials Mm. in 1692, where there were questionable evidence and accusers' claims of witnessing devils and specters cause the case to be halted. Okay, let's try another thing here. Gum, what is gumbo? Now, it's a soup, right? Yep. And... It could be. Oh, or it couldn't be, too. It's mostly a soup, but some people eat it. Um, I, I, I've i seen it eaten without the, the soupy flavor. But it typically consists of strongly flavored stock with meat, or shellfish, a thickener, and seasoned vegetables. In Cajun cuisine, the trio is known as the Holy Trinity, which includes celery, bell peppers, and onions. Most people serve gumbo over rice. Well, let me me put it this way. And I'm, I'm a bit of a foodie, as... You folks may... Wow, the sun just popped out. Boy, it sure did. It's beautiful. Um, I'm a bit of a foodie, but I don't recall ever having gumbo per se. And I, I'm pretty sure I haven't ordered a gumbo off a menu. But um, the description of serving this thickened soup almost a chowder over rice now that sounds pretty good to me mm-hmm. I've had it with uh, both meat and fish in it yeah pretty tasty alright well we've eaten that topic up enough we've eaten it up eaten You're right. it up we are foodies we'll, historical we'll events eat it up Let's see here. Historical events. Nichiren, a Japanese Buddhist monk, founder of Nichiren Buddhism, inscribes the Dai Gohazan. That was a tough one. What year are we talking about? 1279. A.D. Okay, we'll come back to this next one after we give it to you a little bit. In 1492, Christopher Columbus's expedition makes landfall on a Caribbean island. He names El San Salvador 
They think that likely was Watling Island in the Bahamas. The explorer believes he has reached East Asia. And that um, was 1492. Now, let's just stop there for a minute. Yesterday was an event that uh, most of my life I can recall celebrating. Part of it had to do with living in Columbus, Ohio. But it was also a national thing. It was Columbus Day. Columbus discovering the new world. Okay, but in, in recent years, there's been a kickback on all of that, right? Yes. And, um, you know, the, 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 the message is that in discovering a country where white people were not known, didn't exist, and then claiming it as their discovery. And then people coming here and making it their own style of nation that we did a lot of harmful things to the natives that had been here. And I don't remember it being made as negative an event as just occurred yesterday. Yesterday was Columbus Day, right? Yes. Um, and in fact, there were a number of I don't want to say demonstrations, but there were a, n- a number of events in support of that Columbus Day should not be a good thing. When you think of history, every place in the world was eventually discovered by somebody. And there were probably people living there already. And so people were, to some degree, intruding on the lifestyles of those already there. Um... You know, I don't, let's see here, let me put it in today's parlance a little bit. Folks, as as you may be aware, if you've listened to me any length of time or know me, we've had, I think it's 22 young people live with us in our home that were not related. Uh, the, the shortest was maybe three months. The longest, three years. These could be high school-aged people. Uh, most of them were college-aged. And they were people that either my wife met with her work with the Multicultural Center, worked uh, in, uh, knew rather from there, um, 
it, it, it could come from any number of places. Um, now I hate to put it in the terms of black and white, but I, I will for this conversation. Two of them were African American. Isaiah and Linnell. To this day, both of those young men um, are family. We communicate. We care about one another. Both of them spent about two years with us. Um, I We've heard stories secondhand that, like some of their friends would say, what's it like living with those white people? You know? And Isaiah would say, they're terrific. Now, in my neighborhood, and I love my neighborhood, but I think uh, I think it was Linnell was driving down Grand Park Boulevard, and something happened to his car, so he pulled over. And you don't see too many black people in our neighborhood. And, you know, someone inside saw him parked on the side of the street working on his car, and they called the cops. And that's, that's all right. The cops figured it out that he was just fixing his car. He had a little problem, and that he lived up the street. Everything was cool. But I don't know why I started all this. I don't think... If it hadn't been Christopher Columbus, it would have been somebody else. If it hadn't been someone from England, was he... He was British... Uh, Columbus was, uh, I thought he was from Spain. Okay, I don't know. I'm poor on this history stuff. I think you're right, Spain. But whatever. If he, you know, it would have been some other country whose explorer got here. He's from Italy. Italy. Yeah, Genoa, Italy. We had the right continent. Barely. Oh well, I, I'm I'm bothered that this whole Christopher Columbus thing is fading. The celebration of his this his arrival at this continent. No, oh, but you know what? He was sp- sent from Spain. Mm-hmm. He was Italian, but he was sent from Spain. So we're correct about that. You were. I didn't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, well. I've uh, gotten way off track here. Well, I, as you were talking there, I researched something from NPR about uh, whether Columbus was the first to discover America. And that has come into question Yes. You know, a few times. NPR has some competing theories. Uh, Some of the more prominent ones include the 6th century. uh, Irish monks apparently sailed on a wood-framed boat covered with animal skin and was alleged journey detailed uh, in the ancient annals of uh, Ireland. But there's no evidence they ever made landfall in North America. Uh, then it goes on to say the journey was possible that he very 
well could have landed in Canada. 10th century, the Vikings, right. uh, more notable Viking explorer Leif Erikson, uh, approximately 500 years before Columbus, uh, apparently landed in the Canadian provident, uh, province of Newfoundland, and uh, they didn't stay long, uh, apparently a few years, before returning to Greenland uh, because relations with native North Americans were described as hostile. 15th century, the Chinese. It asserts that uh, Muslim Chinese uh, eunuch mariner from the Ming Dynasty discovered America 71 years before Columbus. Mm -hmm. So their NPR is reporting, you know, a few of those different theories, but uh, the the most prominent one is is Leif Erikson mm -hmm. discovering America. Well, but as you mentioned, Columbus may have landed in the Bahamas and not made it all the way to the what we now know uh, know as the Lower Forty Eight. And incidentally, before America was called America, it was called the United Colonies. So if you ever get on Jeopardy or a game show and that question pops up, you are ready. Who's this gal that's hosting? Mayak? What's her name? She's also been on... Um, Mayim Bialik? Yes. Bialik? I think she is a hoot. It doesn't matter what show she's on. I like her. Oh, well, who cares? Yeah, Let's see here. She's going to be on there by herself through November 5th, apparently, and then uh, share with Ken Jennings okay. after that. What was the show she was on? Uh, the, you know, the, the four or five guys that were all brainiacs comedy show uh i can i can see it but i can't think of the name of it yeah. oh well well uh, was it mm, nope wasn't that let's see here historical events we did two <laughs> we got a bunch to go 1864 <laughs> the war of the triple alliance begins with brazilian troops under the command of general joe propicio mena Barreto. They were invading Uruguay. 1900, the first modern submarine is commissioned by the U.S. Navy as the USS Holland, named for its designer, John Philip Holland. 1915, the Ford Motor Company, under Henry Ford, manufactures its one millionth automobile at the River Rouge, River Rouge plant in Detroit, that being uh, the Model T. 1999, the day of the six billion, the proclaimed six billionth living human in the world is born. Okay, got through that. Now, birthdays. Before we get to that, was it Big, Big Bang Theory? Yes, absolutely. I, I could see it, and I couldn't place the name, and I just thought of it. You got it. Okay, Hugh Jackman. Uh, today is his 53rd birthday. Uh, Marion Jones, his 46th birthday. Now, I need to... I said his. I put a gender to it. I'm not quite sure. Is that correct? Um, let's look and make sure. I don't, I think not, but, uh, sh I think she's, a, it's, a, she's a female. Okay. Marion Lois Jones. Marion. Yeah. Is a Belizean American, former world champion track and field athlete, former professional basketball player. So yes, she is, uh, okay. an athlete. Well, she's 46 today. Uh, let's see. Luciano Pavarotti. I worked with him one time in a show with three performances. 
Anyway, he was a singer, tremendous singer. Yes. 1935, died in 2007. An Italian opera tenor, I believe. This last one I don't know. Ramsey McDonald. He was uh, born in 1866 on this date, died in 1937. Ramsey McDonald. Ramsay MacDonald. James Ramsay MacDonald was the first Prime Minister of the United Kingdom who belonged to the Labour Party leading minority Labour governments for nine months in 1924 and again between 1929 and 31. Two famous deaths to mention today. That uh, first one is Robert E. Lee. He was born in 1807, died in 1870. The Confederate uh, Army and all that. Yes, Confederate general best known for his service to the Confederate States of America during the American Civil War, during which he was appointed the overall commander of the Confederate States Army. And as you mentioned, uh, well, as we heard mentioned before on the newscast about the uh, statue of Christopher Columbus Mm -hmm. being removed, many of uh, the statues of Robert E. Lee have been removed as well. Confederates, yes. Um, I notice here he's wearing three stars. Folks, I think I told you that Ken Kokel was a two-star general. He was my desk mate at a very unusual place called Sinkpack. My my immediate boss was a three-star general, Air Force. General Ty, Ty, General um, Kokel, excuse me. King Kokel was a two star army. Okay. Wilt Chamberlain died on this date in 1999. He was born in 1936. Wilt the Stilt, as he was called. He was tall. Yeah, seven feet tall. Actually, seven one. Widely regarded as one of the greatest basketball players in the NBA history of the sport. Folks, we're way behind today, but we've been having some interesting conversations, I feel. Um, I do have a report entitled 2021's Least, I'm sorry, Most and Least Energy Efficient States. Now, the average U.S. family spends at least... $2,000 a year on utilities. And we're talking about heating and cooling of spaces, uh, which accounted for more than half of that $2,000. So your regular electric usage, like just for appliances and things like that, not including heating and cooling, was less than uh, than $1,000 typically. Um, it also said the average American spent $1,568 a year on motor, fuel, and oil. So we're talking about automotive stuff, right? Mm Mm-hmm. One would presume. Okay. And they're saying the average person could, if they worked at it, save $788 per year. Okay, well, let's just look at the numbers. So where's Ohio fall? As customary, dead in the middle. Ohio is 25th among the 50 states. Actually, Alaska and Hawaii were not in this study. Uh, But Ohio comes in, um, let's see, they come in 29th in fuel, I'm sorry, 29th in home energy and 23rd in auto energy efficiency. Utah is the best at home energy. Massachusetts, the best at automotive. You have any other other state you care about? Uh, Well, we'll go to our neighboring states. Okay. Pick one. Well, let's do West Virginia. Okay. It comes in 43rd in both. Home and auto. So let's do Kentucky. It comes in 41st in home and 34th in auto. 
What state was the best? Did they say that already? Utah. Home energy efficiency, number one. Auto efficiency, two. Uh, number eight. Excuse me. Okay, we've done that one. Put that one over there. We have about three minutes remaining. I have uh, yesterday's COVID report in front of me, the stats that I keep. I don't know if we really have time to get through this. Let's see if we can give you some highlights. Okay, generally speaking, I think we've had another peak, and we're starting to see uh, a rollback from that peak. That's just my general comment. Um, here in Athens, we have now had a total of 66 deaths. We have had 7,543 cases. That's 11.55% of our county's population have had it. Of which 6,911 have recovered. So 91.6% of the cases that have had it are recovered. Um, we had 12 new cases yesterday. Vaccinations. 47.58% of our county has been vaccinated. That's 31,085. I guess you've seen in the news this uh, story that's just starting to float out there about Merck. That is another pharmaceutical company. You know, we've been talking about Pfizer and, uh, help me, help me, Pfizer and Moderna and J Johnson and Johnson. Well, now Merck is getting in the picture. And what they're doing is they're coming up with a pill that if you are diagnosed with COVID, you would, you would be uh, given. And you take it for X number of days, several times a day. And it's supposed to help you get through successfully experiencing COVID. All right. Well, we're out of time. Um, yes, we are. So have a great day out there. Enjoy this sunshine. It's just around the corner. It's going to pop here in a moment and stay with us. Uh, we'll do some more tomorrow. Nice temps today. Yeah, they say up to 80 and partly, uh, well, just partly sunny all day. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Vicki Barker in London. Texas charts a collision course with federal vaccine mandates. CBS's Monica Ricks reports. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is banning businesses from enforcing vaccine mandates on workers. He issued an executive order yesterday and is calling on state lawmakers to pass a similar ban into law. It's unclear how this order will stand against the Biden administration's federal mandate. Texas-based American Airlines and Southwest Airlines have already said they'll abide by a federal mandate for workers to be vaccinated or have weekly tests. But is a pilot walkout over that issue? behind the ongoing disruptions at Southwest Airlines? Southwest Airlines denied to CBS News some earlier reports in industry chatter that the cancellations were caused by employee walkouts and sickouts due to the airline's vaccination mandates. CBS's Peter Greenberg, more than 2,000 Southwest flights canceled since the weekend. The Biden administration's heading back to court to try to derail that new Texas law effectively banning abortion. Legal analyst Lori Levinson. The Justice Department has rushed back in and said the Texas law law is plainly unconstitutional and that the way Texas put together its law in a way to frustrate judicial review is also improper. John Gruden is out as coach of the Las Vegas Raiders after some of his private emails went public and Bill Roden of the undefeated website which focuses on race, sports and culture isn't sorry to see him go. Not only was it about race but he was homophobic 
He was misogynistic. He checked almost every box for a bigot and a racist. Bill Roden's opinion. Don't drink the water. That's the message to residents of Benton Harbor, Michigan, nearly 200 miles away from Flint. State health officials are handing out bottled water and offering blood testing after recent sampling found lead levels as high as 60 parts per billion, even higher than in Flint, Michigan, at the height of its water crisis. Residents say the lead problem is not new. It's been going on for about three years. CBS's Linda Kenyon reporting. Oh, good. 